Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Lincoln Navigator and the Continental are back. Two staples of Lincoln brand back in better than ever luxury design. Lincoln connectivity, the beauty, style, and size of the Lincoln brand in a full-size SUV and sedan. So for the best lineup in affordable luxury vehicles, think Friendly Ford first by stopping by Friendly Ford Lincoln at 2800 North Telegraph Road on the phone at 888-457-1950 and online FriendlyLincoln.com, FriendlyLincoln.com. Friendly Ford Lincoln, it's not just a name, it's the way we do business. Welcome back here to the Morning Blitz. I'm Anthony Bellino uh, down, in the, uh, down in the bunker. Uh, Jake Woods is over in the studio and joining us on the phone right now from beautiful Southern California. It is uh, former... Toledo, uh, University of Toledo Rockets women's basketball alum and current Spectrum Sports Network host, Allie Clifton. Uh, you might remember, remember her from her days as a Rocket or days uh, working the Cavs sidelines. But now she's out in L.A. Allie, my friend, how are you? Thank you for taking the time to join us today. How is life? How is L.A.? Anthony, I got to say, when you sent me a text this morning, I was like, oh, my gosh, who is this? My old friend. I haven't talked to you in forever, it feels like. Um, you did say beautiful Southern California. I will say it's been raining for the last 48 hours. I know nobody in the Midwest cares because that's what we deal with in the Midwest. Uh, but it is a little under the weather, no pun intended, right now in that way. But everything else is, everything else is okay. Can't oh. complain. So not the uh, not the weather that I expected because you know you hear at Los Angeles you hear, you just I, I immediately think eighty and sunny and sand and people smiling and rollerblading and riding bikes and working out at the beach that's what I think L A is and I'm just gonna leave it at that I've only made one visit there and and it was fine I saw some of that and I was like yeah this is exactly like people are smiling because look at the weather of course you'd smile uh, during this uh, during this time of year but okay so we got some cloud cover there not a big deal we have a lot of cloud cover in the NBA the National Basketball Association which has been uh, your forte for, I mean, what, nine nine seasons now? Was it six with the Cavs, and this is year three out there in L.A.? This would be year two in L.A. I was six with the Cavs, so what am I, in my eighth season, ninth season? All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that. So, I'm losing track. That, uh, that, that means... That means it's like getting normal. If you if you lose track of time, then you, you've fully gone grown accustomed to uh, all the responsibilities and the pressures of being on television, uh, like every single night of the week. Uh, but with uh, with basketball, or like time flies and you're having fun, right? Yeah, yeah, that that, that too. I like the time flies and you're having fun. Yeah, sometimes I look at like the year I was born, and then I I don't mention anything, and I just try to feel like I'm going backwards in time, like I'm not actually ever going to turn 35. I'm just going to be like 26 for the rest of my life, and that's it's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, but what are uh, what are you up to right now? Now that there there are no sports, what's a day in the life of Allie Clifton look like? Uh, you know, I feel like just in the last couple of days, um, I started to find a little routine with this new normal. I guess. Um, so just trying to keep busy, working out, of course, um, from home as much as I can, um, following as much without getting too consumed with the news and the daily updates and uh, making sure, you know, my husband and I are doing everything we can to stay safe and healthy. Um, 
But then outside of that, tomorrow, because I realize that we're doing this today, tomorrow, uh, I am going to head into the studio uh, where it'll just be myself. I'll be making myself up, hair and makeup all over myself, uh, which is just new. That's why I'm mentioning it, mentioning it, because obviously with us, we're taking the correct precautions and, and everything. But I will be talking with Kyle Kusoff, uh tomorrow morning remotely from his home and us in studio. So we'll start to get some interactions with some of the Laker guys and see how they're doing and, and get the latest with them because, you know, everything is just, this is new and it's different and it's tough and it's not easy. Um, but I think what I have um, appreciated, I guess, if you will, most about this is everyone just understanding that it's what's important and it's what we need to do right now. So um, just kind of navigating that new normal and new routine, uh, which is very minimal. But I, I hope that things start to ramp up a little bit just with some player interactions, organizational interactions starting tomorrow. Has it been, you know, because over the last eight and nine seasons there working the NBA, I mean, this time of the, this part of the calendar of the year, I believe I was listening to the Road Trip and Pro, uh, Pod, a shameless plug there. You can find them on uh, on Twitter at Road Trip and Pod with you and Channing Tatum, uh, Channing Tatum, Channing Fry, uh, Richard Jefferson, LeBron James. I bet you, I Channing Fry, I bet you, I bet you he wishes he was Channing Tatum. Uh, LeBron James. Exactly. Yeah, you could yeah, slide that one in on him one time. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was mentioned about you know lebron was talking during one of the one of the episodes about how you know his body is almost asking him what is going on right now because now would be the time where he would try to ramp up for that postseason push and then from your standpoint i mean this is you know going into or at least going through the marathon of the busiest time of the year so uh, before we get into lebron and the team and everything else for you personally um, with all this you know, free time, I guess, has it been sort of like relieving or relaxing to have this sort of space away from sports when you normally wouldn't get that, especially this time of year? You know, I think at the end of the day, and I know that you, you would agree because you're this is busy. You know, you're always going to go and, and we do it because we love it. And initially, I think I was just so shocked and in disbelief about everything that was happening. And then it became so much bigger than sports. I was so proud of the NBA and, and the league in general for the action in which they took right away. They had no choice, but I think it started um, just kind of that trend and that understanding and awareness. Uh, but I will be honest, just kind of like the last couple of days of finding a new routine, it was hard. You know, I, I know that I don't take it for granted at all, but there are times about that grind and that busyness where you just want a minute to breathe, and we don't ever get that. And now here we are never thinking that something such as sport would ever be taken away from us. And it's almost like I need to be going. I need to be go, 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 Allie, all the time. And, and so it has taken a second, though I've grown over the last couple of days, to appreciate it more. I think it's kind of a competitor within me trying to find the challenge of staying busy um, and, and being, I know this isn't a, a time to be, um, I guess, like gloating about productivity, but I'm trying to be productive, and I constantly tell myself, if I don't come out of this when it's all said and done, having um, gained a little bit, or in terms of just some perspective, or gotten better as a person, in a bit of whatever, then I did this time wrong, um, because I think that we're all in it for a reason, we're all in it together, there's nothing else we can do, so how do you make this time uh, productive and important, and, and come out of it a better individual uh, person, professional, whatever the case may be? Uh, so I'm figuring it out. It's taking some time, um, but I am kind of appreciating the, the time to just sit and be. Uh, I, I can't can't complain. 
She's Allie Clifton. You can find her on Twitter at Real A Clifton. And I didn't realize I was going to be going to church, but I feel ultra motivated right now to go do something with my life right now during this time, uh, having some free time, being able to kind of step away from everything and not have all the nights and the weekends that are, um, as you mentioned, the, the correct word consumed is what it, it does. It kind of overtakes everything. And now we have the space and now I'm going to have to do something with the rest of my day that makes me feel like I am going to be a better person because of this circumstance here, Allie. That's how that's what I'm learning from this before the break. The Lakers were 49-14 and on the season. It was LeBron James and the Lake show. Selfishly, it's difficult for us uh, on the eastern seaboard because of the time change. When games are tipping off at 10 and 10.30, it's such a struggle to stay up and to watch. And that's, I guess, maybe the one thing uh, that hurt the most for me personally because I had no vested interest in LeBron with the Cavs outside of the fact that when he played with the Cavs, I was able to watch the games on Fox Sports Ohio. Uh, Now that he's in L.A., the games are there are a lot of nationally televised games, but the games are later and later unless he's playing on the East Coast. So we miss a lot of these magical moments that LeBron is having at his age of 35 and the way that he has been playing. But at 49 and 14, the Lakers were in first place in the Western Conference, the first team to uh, to clinch uh, the playoffs uh, in that conference. I mean, they were playing some very good basketball and it all obviously starts at the top with the best player in the world. And, and that is LeBron James. When you talk to him, I mean, kind of describe basically what this has been like at because it seems like he he's just he's like wine. He's aging so well in this game and he hasn't really slipped. Somebody said to me the other day that oh LeBron isn't the athlete uh, that he was when he walked in the door. And it's like, well, I mean, maybe he maybe lost a half a step, but outside of that, like he looks like, you know, peak LeBron James right now. It it, it might be a half a step, but that's where I think we're all starting to understand and fully appreciate the mental aspect of him because you have to say maybe a half a step because his mind is set for that half a step possibly lost, right? Because it's one of those things where I um, enjoyed watching up close those four years, especially in Cleveland, day in and day out. And, and when I would sit in practices and so forth, was just how he would take you apart with your mind. And they always say that, you know, as, as players age and they get older and the mileage that they continue to put on their body, they get down that kind of winding trail. Things catch up to them. The physical side catches up to you. And how are you going to continue to be able to stay on the court and be productive? Well, this is where his mind is kind of changing gears a little bit. Obviously, there was a lot of personnel change. The Lakers and had another superstar like Anthony Davis, one who keeps dead. Uh, the offense and the game is going to go through him and start with him first. So how is he going to keep you and still be so <laughs> And I think we're seeing that, obviously, with his mind and, obviously, his ability to pass. We've seen him be able to pass, but he is now leading the league in year 17 at, at about 11 a game. That, that's insane. And, and I just think that it's a testament, obviously, to who he is as a full, uh, all-around player and his ability to impact the game. Uh, but then, of course, you add his willingness and desire to, to stay on top of uh, the diet, the nutrition, the sleep, the mind, the body, everything. Um, again, as a whole package, even off the floor. But, you know, you mentioned this before we got into this question about how he feels right now the rest is actually doing him a bit of a disservice. Um, obviously, he knows his body better than anyone else, and he's actually got a way to, when this does all uh, get going again, still be effective and be this LeBron James we've all grown to watch and love to see him. But um, I, I learned that a lot, again, during those four years in Cleveland, just how much his body craves routine and craves the game and craves how much time and energy he puts into his craft. Uh, and so this is a bit of a change for him. And, and I know early on when I checked in on him, he was kind of going crazy. 
uh, about a lot of things, just like anyone else. But I think um, he's kind of find that routine and he's figuring it out what his body needs. So I think this is the end of the season, of course. You know, uh, Ali, there was a lot of chatter across across the entire country about LeBron James, the general manager, right? People loved the idea that here's a player that's going to try to dictate what the front office does and trying to construct a roster. And the Lakers front office staff, they they went out and they moved a lot of players in order to assemble uh, the current roster that they have. I mean, you look at the 2018-19 season, a little bit of a disappointment there. They didn't make the playoffs. They were 37-45, and and everybody was kind of shocked that, hey, there's other professional teams out there that want to win a title. It's not as easy as you think. And, of course, LeBron with uh, with the injury concern as well last year, and we'd, we'd never really seen that either. So they come back this year. He comes back almost reinvigorated around this new roster with guys like Danny Green and Avery Bradley, Kyle Kuzma, the holdover uh, from that that young Lakers squad that couldn't quite figure it out. Then you had Anthony Davis, you add Dwight Howard, you add JaVale McGee, and you have Rajon Rondo. I mean, this is such like the roster assemblance on its own. You look at it, it kind of makes your head spin. The only way that this roster works, in my opinion, is because you have LeBron James, the leader, the guy who says, the guy that holds everybody else accountable and says what kind of goes and what doesn't and leads from the front, not only from the you know the, the statistical category, the box score, if you will, but also from the way that he sees the game and the way he coaches the younger guys who are on this team on the bench. Yeah, it's a great point, Anthony. And it's actually been kind of cool um, now with this Lakers squad. It, it, it's interesting, and I know that there's a handful of them who I think ultimately helps to make a difference as well inside that locker room who have won titles. And, and when you have won a championship and you understand what it takes, you understand the value of a team leader and someone who wants to not only put you in positions to succeed, but will actually take you there. And, and I think that's where you see a lot of um, LeBron's leadership shining through on a squad that's veteran-based, but also who have won titles. If you can take those who have already understood the route and, and the plan, um, and the way in which he get it done and has been able to mess them all together. And, and he's done it not only by social leadership, uh, but also by action. And, and I think there's a lot of guys who have spoken out this year about that. And I think that's just been cool to see, that it's not something that's taken for granted inside that organization, inside that locker room. Uh, and it's helped them to be successful. I think that, you know, you talk about what he's like as a physical specimen, what he can do on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, but I think, Anthony, you probably agree this year he's taken it to another level and he's something on the defensive end. And he bought into that system. He bought into that end of the floor. He understood what his counterpart or, or his co, co-running mate and Anthony Davis was preaching at the start of the season about it starting on that end. Uh, and he's followed through. And, and I've always said, when it comes to leaders, the best ones are the ones that not only lead but are willing to be led. And I think that this team has kind of rallied around that mantra and that mindset, uh, and it starts with him. It's a great point by the leadership. Ellie Clifton, there was a story that was written about Dwight Howard, and it came out, uh, I, I want to say, like, it, shoot, it's got to be six to eight weeks ago. Uh, from now but it was a story about Dwight Howard in his second stint in LA and what it meant playing with LeBron and what it meant for him to kind of have a little bit of a resurgence now even though he's he's only playing you know 20 minutes a game and maybe it's not the Dwight Howard that was a feature piece or the starting center on a team that was going to be an all uh, you know perennial all-star every year 
But Dwight Howard went through some some things in his personal life that he really tried and, and had to rally back from, both physically and mentally for him. And he just talked about playing with LeBron James, and he's having fun playing basketball. Again, it seems like you get around LeBron, you just, I don't know, you just enjoy yourself, you want to be better, you want to, I, I don't know, you want to play for him because you feel like you know he's giving you everything that he can, so it, it, it brings your spirits up, but also to have a person like that in the locker room because we know Dwight's first trip uh, in L.A. with Kobe, those personalities didn't necessarily mesh very well. And that's okay because not everybody's going to get along with somebody who leads like a Kobe Bryant did or like a Michael Jordan did, but LeBron's style, very much different. You know, it's interesting because you talk about how this all been able to mesh the champions inside that locker room, but that's another kind of way you can look at it. When you look, about, look at a guy like Dwight Howard, and I think it's hard to argue that he's arguably going to be a Hall of Famer, uh, and you can base that off of just his time in Orlando and how dominant he was. But his story is obviously no secret, and the, the Dwight Howard 2.0 in L.A. was a big question mark coming into this season. A lot of eyes were on him, and could he accept his role, both mentally, physically, on the court, off the court, not be that distraction that his name kind of uh, got caught up in over the last several years. And, and I think that when it comes to Dwight, he has this charismatic and very low-key, fun um, kind of mentality, and he likes to just enjoy life is what I kind of picked up. And the one thing that's true about the rest inside that locker room is there's a lot of guys that like that as well, including your leader in LeBron. And so when you talk about, you know, that kind of leader being good for Dwight and how it's worked out and, and how it's kind of paid dividends so far, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, people... At the start of the season, we had Dwight on our set for Media Day, and I even made the comment on television live, it's okay to smile. Can we see your smile? You got one heck of a smile, but he was so serious, and he wanted to prove himself, and he didn't want to just talk about it. He wanted to be about it, and then the team started winning, and he started to kind of open up a little bit, and I think it's just all come full circle and messed with, with this team, and again, it starts with your leader. Uh, and it, it certainly helps um, night in and night out for a guy like Dwight Howard. I'm, I'm happy for him, genuinely happy for him. Yeah, I think that uh, he's he's a story that a lot of people can kind of rally behind because just as you said, I'm happy for him. I feel the same way. Like I'm happy that it worked out uh, for Dwight Howard because no matter how big you are or you know how great of a player you might be or how much money you make, at the end of the day, we're all people. And he went through some things that uh, mm-hmm. you know that are that are just tough to rally uh, rally from, and he was able to do so and. Uh, the role that maybe LeBron James in this particular Lakers team played in getting the old Dwight Howard back has been uh, has been a lot of lot of fun. Allie, let's uh, let's shift over to the coaching staff real quick because when Frank Vogel was hired, there were a lot of question marks and a lot of people asking about Frank Vogel, who came over uh, from the Indiana Pacers and in, in a stint with the Orlando Magic as well. And you know he's 45, 46 years old, and as you know the head coach of the Lakers, a career record of a winning percentage of fifty one point one percent which is good but a lot of people are like well the Jason kids on the staff and maybe that was the real hire if things don't work out and Frank will be the it, it just seemed like all that chatter and all that speculation because that's what media people do it all dissipated once this team started winning I haven't heard a thing about Frank Vogel negative or positive I haven't heard anything about him like a lot of people probably forgot that he was even the head coach like he just it, and I guess that that's the best possible thing because for LeBron James the guy's been through a lot of coaching staffs to have some stability here and not have everybody firing questions uh, 24-7 and, and after every game. That's got to be a huge positive. You know what's interesting about this, too, is that 
you often hear winning takes care of everything. And a lot of the times, more times than not, players get credited for success, for team success. And yes, they do have a responsibility. They have a job to go out and perform. They get paid to do that. That's their lifestyle. But I have always said, and make sure I continue to say, that Frank Vogel and his staff have had a huge hand in the success of the Los Angeles Lakers. And it has started on day one with Frank. Uh, he's been consistent. His message has been positive. It's all been about staying in the now and in the present. And he has taken a group of individuals, again, as I said, on their own account, one championship. You've got future Hall of Famers. Uh, you've got Hall of Famers on your staff. And he has found a way, which when I did my research on Frank before he came here, we obviously knew how successful he was in Indiana. Uh, but I talked to a few of my colleagues in Orlando, and it's the one thing they've always said about him is that he's a guy about positivity and family. And I think when, especially when it comes to professional sports, a lot of these guys, all of these athletes, are sacrificing their family. And so when you're doing that, you want to feel like you're sacrificing with a family. And that's the atmosphere that's come in Los Angeles. Um, it is consistent. What you see is what you get. Um, they put in the time day in and day out, and it's all as one unit. And it's been fun to watch. And, again, a lot of that credit has to go to Frank Vogel and his coaching staff. And uh, Allie Clifton, the road trip and pod continues on. It was one thing that uh, when you had you know moved from uh, from Cleveland to Los Angeles, a lot of people wondered, well, what would happen and how would it work? And right now, it's uh, it's obviously working via you know some sort of Skype or Zoom or some sort of video chat. There, it's presented by uh, the Uninterrupted, and it continues to be a very fun conversation always with a lot of big personalities and you do such a great job of, you know, kind of steering the ship there and, and working with those guys. I mean, it's gotta just be, it's just gotta be a blast, right? I mean, the topics seem to be, you know, relatively laid back and somewhat easy. And it seems like everybody there genuinely enjoys uh, the, the company and enjoys actually, you know, doing it. We, we love it. It is so much fun. Uh, there was at one point in time, uh, we kind of all, Richard Kang and I were looking at each other saying, we've recorded on land, we've recorded on an airplane up in the air, we've recorded on a boat on water, and now here we are finding a way to record in quarantine. And we do. We do it via Skype. Um, we do it for about an hour, an hour and a half, and then I've learned a new software, like you've learned a new system in your basement. I've learned a new software here at home to edit uh, and kind of put it all together. Uh, when you say steering the ship, that's literally what I'm now doing. I feel like um, when Bronx put that in his post the other day, just the anger to hold it down. Um, they're the ones that are funny. They're the ones that everyone wants to hear from. Um, and I literally am just keeping us afloat. And, and I love it. I love my role. Um, the guys have been great. It continues to be fun. Um, I just got a text actually while we were recording right here. Uh, Anthony about CC Sabathia coming on tomorrow. So different athletes, different minds, personalities. Um, it grows with it. And, and it's fun. Um, and it's still on the road it's still going so that that's the one thing that has remained alive here in this quarantine that's fantastic Allie clifton find her on twitter at real a clifton ali uh thank you so much for your time uh to spend in in, in chat with us here it's always great catching up continued success um to you as uh, and hopefully that we'll we'll get basketball back at some point whenever adam silver and the rest of the world can figure this thing out uh, we'll be by our televisions you know waiting to waiting to catch up and get our sports leagues back but thank you so much for taking some time out of your day uh, to hang out with us this morning we greatly appreciate it Anthony, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and I appreciate you all the time.
That's Allie Clifton, uh, Sports Spectrum Sports Network uh, host and a, a jack-of-all-trades and, and a wonderful edition of the program this morning. Time now for the Great Clips. Greatest clip of the day. Let's go 2011. Alex Burrows against the Blackhawks. Canucks and Blackhawks. Overtime period number one, 14-43 left to play back in 2011. Game seven of this series. Heartbreak for the Blackhawks. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Flips it. Burrow steals. Cutting in. Shoots. Scores! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.